the second. So, <laughs> so how do you, while he's doing that? How do he you, just gave us a thumbs up. So how do you envision like starting this? I'm just going to start. He just gave you a thumbs up. So literally we're yeah, starting. We've already started. Away. We've already started. And we're, we're, off to a, we're off to a great start. So listen, we're, we're starting with you asking how to start. Podcast on the Review Podcast Network are because Anthony does this all the time, just bullshitting at the beginning, and he goes, "I oh, will just we'll just edit this out later." I'm like, "No, no, <laughs> it's, it's all staying in." You say you say something stupid, it stays in, especially Please. on this podcast. Please leave it on, yeah, because he said it, yeah, and we got to leave it there. How do we start? Well, Christian pressed the button ten seconds ago, so, <laughs> so that's how it's going. So we've started. <laughs> we've started. So this podcast, <laughs> this is a. New podcast. Welcome to the inaugural episode of something that is probably not expected on the Review Podcast Network because we mostly talk about comic books, movies, and general nerd bullshit in one form or another. However, you may or may not know that sometimes we also talk about politics. So this podcast is going to be about politics. Welcome to the first episode of Political Partying. Why is it called political partying? Because politics are a fucking joke, and we are here to drink and talk and make fun about, uh, make to, fun of them. We're here to point it out for you. Oh man, uh, just so, how funny this shit is. So you guys probably recognize my voice. I am Matt. I'm on all the other fucking podcasts on this network. Joining me today are two new podcasters. To my right, uh, I'm Chris Campbell. I've been on. I've been on one Taco Tuesday episode. Um, so and that was just glorious in general, and then schedules didn't match up. And I'm happy to be back for uh, a substantial kind of claim. So <laughs> and to my left, uh, this is Corey, a first time podcaster, long time listener. <laughs> 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 I like how you looked at the floor, yeah. then the ceiling, to make sure that the audience was not here. <laughs> this is my this is my first podcast, so I'm obviously nervous. <laughs> Which and it's not totally like wrong. We we play a lot of D and D, so yeah. we we record all of the sessions, sometimes six eight hours, and you talk into the microphone the entire time. Yeah, so I, I have a semblance of control when we play D and D. <laughs> this is like the same thing. It's all it's all the same. This is going to be great. And so just like all of our other podcasts, it's important to note that we are um, half drunk and we're continuing to drink because you can't talk about this shit sober. You can't talk, talk politics sober. That's <laughs> you just, can't. This is the result of, you know, of, of just politicians. Like, yeah. you know, you're not telling me that they make speeches without having exactly. a, little, a little sip before they go. So this is going to be exciting. So, again, unlike, you know, other podcasts on the network like Ready to Review and Cannon Fodder and Talking Tacos where we're just talking about, you know, specific things. This one is going to be a little bit more structured than other podcasts. Um, just as much cursing and just as much dick and fart jokes as you would expect in any podcast on the Review Podcast <laughs> Network. Um, but So today's episode, we're not going to tackle a specific topic per se. We just kind of want to give you an introduction of what you can expect in future episodes. And the way this one will work is... Um, we're going to try our best to come into each episode with a specific topic to cover. Um, you know, so, you know, talking about whatever it is, you know, try to make it topical, whether we're talking about, you know, 
weed legalization or the war on drugs or just general political nonsense, what's being passed in the state legislator and the federal legislator, stuff like that. Political nonsense that might not have to do with drugs at all. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like legislation. And believe yes. They make legislation like that? Yeah. That's amazing. We're going we're gonna to touch on a range of different topics. But let's just get one thing out of the way. You know, we're going to provide our opinion. We're going to provide you lots of facts and information. But, like, it's a it's a joke. We're just we're we're here to to inform, I guess, but mostly make fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're gonna be doing the research. Like we're gonna go home and do research on topics. We're gonna try to get beyond you know drugs. We're gonna talk about education. We're gonna talk about all the things that people that you know are middle aged, our age, thirties, forties, fifties, really should be thinking about and talking about. I mean, in about. Eight or nine years, we're going to be like eligible to be president. So if one of us even has, if any election has shown you anything, is that anybody can get elected. So you might want to be fucking informed. So get informed. And I mean, we're going to make light of a bunch of shit, but we're going to try to bring as much shit as we can to your attention and try to get your voices because that's what we're going to need going forward. We're going to need the voices of the community and each other and differing opinions. And one of our mainstays, we talked about it before, is talking. Like we don't care about a lot of stuff as long as that stuff is prevented in conversational form come out and talk about stuff and that's just what's going to get us through the next 20 30 years and that's why i'm wearing this t-shirt i just got this is the new official logo of political partying or the official uh not logo what's the word i'm looking for slogan slogan thank you very good don't nope. be an asshole well i mean you know the, i i feel like you should, you should pay for like half the shirt because the other half of the shirt just <laughs> say don't be the asshole you usually are <laughs> and that's, you know, i think that you know you get your money back well, so so at its core, we looked deep down inside and said, what does the world need? It needs another podcast about three heteronormative cis white men giving their opinion about political situations that they may or may not be a part of. And I, I'm happy to be a part of it. Bro, I, I, was, I, was, I was talking to Dave the other day about this podcast, and I was like, listen, man, I was like, if we get canceled, that's how you know the podcast was successful. <laughs> if someone tries to cancel us, we will. We have succeeded in this podcast. I'll just get a megaphone and stand outside and say the same thing, right? You know, what's the difference, really? Oh, it's, man. This is going to lead right into our episode about cancel culture. We'll it's going to be great. <laughs> so, so for today's episode, uh, we wanted to just sort of lay the groundwork um, as it relates to politics and a lot of what we will be touching on because really in politics today – You've got, for better or worse, two political parties, two political viewpoints that absorb the majority of everything that happens in this country, liberals and conservative. Corey? So, so yeah, the, uh, it, when you talk about abs absorbing points, uh, most slander is thrown at liberals and conservatives. Very rarely do they rake centrists over the coals um, <laughs> because they need those centrist votes. So um, we... We've thrown those words around for so long, and it, it feels like you know the definition without even looking it up. And the problem that you run into is that definition has changed so much over the years. So when you look in, in politics and studying poli-sci, you, you would understand that liberal is defined as people that speak for the weak and oppressed, want change and justice, um, even at the risk of, of chaos because they value the individual. So being liberal in and, in and of itself is, is the sense of valuing the individual and the individual's rights, whereas conservatives adhere more towards order. They, they realize that order is so hard to achieve in a society and it's so difficult to maintain when achieved that they value it over 
you know, the the lower class and and human life to a, to a certain degree. It's where we get the adage of like those soldiers fought and died for our freedoms. And these ideas, although diametrically opposed to each other, are also inherently what all societies are built on is the idea of this yin and yang back and forth idea of their, you know, situations should be seen for for what they are. So it's important to note, first of all, that Corey put it very succinctly in about 35 seconds. He blew through his entire Google Docs of notes. So I can't wait to ask him a follow-up question. I still question. have an Edmund Burke no, no. quote at the end of it. But I think Are you able to view your notes appropriately on your iPhone? I can. I turned it over and it, you know, it, worked, it worked exactly. Uh, I love starting off inside jokes in 15 minutes. <laughs> but I'm, I'm thinking it's really important to point out at this point why we're starting out with a definition. So Corey started out with the definition of what we on this podcast are talking about as liberal and conservative. Because if you ask those people, they're not going to give you the definition or their thought process. They both call it common sense. So the, the, the liberal way of thinking, a liberal will call, well, it's just common sense. And the conservative way of thinking, they'll say, just common sense. Yeah, but right. they you know, aren't even you know, about to discuss the fact that they both view common sense differently, right. yep. which is the major problem of the entire universe. That's such an important point to point out because it's like they, they appear to be so diametrically opposed and there's this – a perception in this country in particular where that if you identify as a liberal or identify as a conservative, which we will, which we will talk a lot about political identity and what's wrong with it in this podcast, but people automatically assume that you are identifying with the entirety of the overall platform. And <laughs> in most cases, that's just not true. We all know sure. people that vote Democrat and vote Republican, but they might vote Republican, but they're voting Republican because they want something like lower taxes, but they don't really give a shit about abortion. And, you might, and they might vote Democrat because they care about, you know, trans rights and things like that. But they also love to shoot guns, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, but that and that's the whole problem. If you try to put two people in a room and you try to figure out what common sense is, it turns into an argument. Yep. Because, you know, it turns into, what? It's common sense, idiot. Like, that's just <laughs> like what it is. And that's why we can't get together on, on the very basis of anything. Is because anything becomes, a, you know, a, a dick measuring contest where, you know, what, you call me stupid? Those guys are jerks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> those fuck guys me, call, fuck you. <laughs> Those guys called you jerks. Those well, damn jerks. And the, inher- and the inherent problem with that is always going to be you think you're right. And if you're right, by the transitory, somebody else has to be wrong. Yep. And and the the idea of that yin and yang that's that's apparent in most of the Asian religions is just the idea that you don't have to be right or wrong. There's a gray area in between, and it's something that – you know, for the last 60 years in politics has really flown out the window. Yeah, totally. That's why, like, when you just look at the, and maybe I'm interpreting this wrong, but I always, like, when you look at the yin and yang symbol, like, mm-hmm. on the black side, there's the little white dot. And on the white side, there's the little black dot. Right. <laughs> you know, it's not all black and all white. Right. It's <laughs> great interpretation of yin and yang. <laughs> so, oh, we did it. Follow me for more deep philosophical thoughts. <laughs> we got symbols and basic colors covered. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> Tune in next week when he explains the peace Shapes. sign. <laughs> 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 got it. Uh, it's falling apart. Oh, but, but, that I, but that idea is intrinsically what, what holds us back is this idea that I could not be wrong, my party could not be wrong. And it's why when you talk about the horseshoe theory, when you start to get further and further 
outside of right and left wing, they eventually come back because your extremists yep. have the same ideology. Yep. We are so right, and, and it's it's great because when you're an extremist, you can you can find someone to be angry at, and they're wrong. And I'm I wouldn't be this angry, and I wouldn't be this violent, and I wouldn't be this aggressive if they weren't so wrong. They're the ones that are driving it to me. And if you're a piece of shit, if you're just a jerk who likes to push people around, oh, what a wonderful cathartic feeling because now you have someone to to justifiably bully and you have somebody to point your, your finger at. And that really goes back to like just general human nature, right? Like as human beings, like whether you realize it or not, the majority of us, we all just want to be like liked and accepted, you know, mm-hmm. and and people on both sides of the the both of the major sides of the political spectrum, like you said, like they just want to be right, and you, like and they they pick this side that they either think is more right or you know whatever their reasoning is, but everybody wants to be correct, everybody wants to be accepted, everybody wants to be seen as a good person, but we've lost the ability to reason what that actually means, like as a society, because now it's like there's no like 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 you said. Chris, like there's there's no more gray area anymore. It's just you're you're right and I, I'm right and you're wrong and, and that's that's final. Yeah. <laughs> that's I'm, th- I'm this and you're that. Yeah. And when there's when there's no gray area, the accountability of these things has to yep. fall on someone. That's what right? it is. And that's that's always going to be what what's the detriment of our society is now someone has to be accountable when really it's everybody's fault. Or it's everybody's success. Yeah, I mean, humans in general are just very reactive, like immediately reactive, and and, and the and lines, very short sighted. And the lines that are drawn by these parties, like by this two party system, with you know, with the third parties kind of thrown on the side, is that it's is exactly designed that way. You're right and I'm wrong, or I'm right and you're wrong, and then everybody's on the defensive. So nobody wants to have a conversation that goes three lines longer than that to be like, okay, tell me why. Yeah. All right, let's talk about why. Like, and, it, it, and that, and just getting there. Opening that line of communication would solve so many problems in itself. So and that's, oh, before, before we jump too far ahead, when you talk about the political parties, we are, just to you know clarify for anybody listening, <laughs> um, is the idea that the Democratic Party is more representative of liberal ideology and the, uh, and the Republican Party is more representative of conservative ideology. Yep. Which wasn't... Now, no, he's out, now he's out of notes. Now he's out of notes once and <laughs> for all. Now he's officially <laughs> read all of the notes. That's it. That's the bottom of the page, ladies and gents. Well, what, I, I still have that good Edmund Burke quote. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> and, and, what I, and what I was going to say to your point, Chris, was, again, and this is something that will probably be an entire episode in and of itself, but you were starting to kind of touch on this um, this dichotomy and this division, and it's that the the way it's – like it, the, the strategy is, and, and I will die on this hill – the strategy is from the political party system and very much the media as well, the strategy is divide and conquer. Yep. Like that's really what it comes down to because and I've said this before, my, one of my favorite things to say is it's not us versus them, it's the state versus you. Right. And again, this will probably be an entire other episode of itself. Like how, you <laughs> or know, a four-part series. Yeah, you know, four-part <laughs> series, right? Like, you know, people, I, I have this argument with some of my friends constantly about Who's better or worse, the Democrats or the Republicans? And my answer is they both suck just in different ways. Right. Like, you know, for, for lack of a better argument, you could definitely say that the Republicans, as they are today, are sort of like overtly terrible, right? You know, and but the Democrats are terrible also, just they're not as overt about it. And my, and, and the, 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 my favorite way to sum this up, and I, I've definitely shared this meme with you guys before, and this will be something we talk about constantly, is there's a meme out there. 
it's like a, like a drone, you know, dropping bombs, right? And the the it's a two two frame meme, and the first frame is the drone dropping bombs, and it says, you know, uh, uh, bombs being dropped. Like it says, Republicans in office, and it's the drones dropping bombs. And then the second frame is Democrats in office, and it's the same drone dropping bombs, with the bombs are like rainbow colored and say BLM. And I'm just like, you know, and it, like, it, it's such a simplistic thing, but it's so highly accurate, <laughs> right? It, it, it it's debated, but I mean, there's a famous quote, like you know, by Jay Gould or whoever said it. It's you know, I could hire one half of the working class to kill the other half. So that's what that's what it's become. Yeah, it's that no matter what it is, you have to diametrically oppose the people on the other side. Yeah, and you, like you said, you live and die in that hill. And just you know, just that concept, I'm gonna die with this dog. And that's what they think about everything. Yeah, like you know, I I know I know what you're talking about. We could sit here forever and argue about that point, and you'll die there. But that's what it is. And laws and everything that we have that runs this government is held up because everybody is gonna die on their hill, and no one's willing to compromise, yeah. and no one wants to talk things out because they owe people this or they owe people that, or they you know, or they're just stuck in there and they've been doing the same job 45 years. Yeah, nobody wants to be wrong. It, well, it's and it's the idea that we live in this traditionally conservative. Uh, society, we're oh, we're, we're scared to break out of it. You know, I mean, the narrative that's being pushed the last five or six years is that, you know, uh, you can cut this. But like what's, a, what's the it's like what's a Thanos snap? What's the so what's the last the, five years Thanos <laughs> snap? The government ended. There's a lot five. of there's a lot of narratives that right. are being pushed me, the last me, four or right, five years. Me. You got to be more specific. <laughs> so it's this narrative that's been pushed the, the last four or five years that that we can't break out of capitalism. Oh, yes. You can't break out of it. It's it's the structure. It's the backbone that holds society together. And it's, you know, now, now with all the social media platforms and everybody being yeah. in constant communication, although it's to the detriment on some end, on the other end, it's also you have this collective um, almost underground effort of like, well, why? Well, why? Yeah. And it's the first time government has been questioned on this incredibly public and open It's a global level. platform. It's a global yeah. platform. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, you know, I mean, you go back, go back 30 years, 40 years, when you when you didn't really actively communicate with anyone outside your country, maybe make a phone call. Sure. But you weren't able to share the thoughts about how your government was governing. In real yeah. time. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, didn't, you didn't know what people in, in China and Malaysia thought well, about. Technically, we don't know what China well, <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows what's happening. We don't know what's happening. Yes. <laughs> Yo, that was so good. Nobody knows what's happening over there. That was good. That was really good. Thank you for that. <laughs> so uh, three three or four months ago from the date of this recording, uh, India had one of the biggest sh- uh, labor force strikes in the history. It's April the, 3rd. Yeah. In the history of the world. Took you a, long, you look, how, took you a long time to look up well, the date. I like how you didn't even bother from the date of this recording. Because well, you, we don't have time. I don't know. You Someone's listening to this calendar. Calendar. Look, oh, I can boy. press one button on this Apple phone. It's we can, we yeah. can edit a lot of this well, stuff. Because no, my, there's no editing. On, there's uh, no editing. On, 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 on my watch, like it has a date thing, but I don't pay attention to it because like you know how like you're, when you're when you're when you're when you have a watch uh, like mine, like the citizen where the date just like clicks, you know? You, if, you, if you have a day like September, September where there's 30 days, it fucks up your whole thing. There's obviously 31 days. So right right now my watch says that it's the 8th. So just that's why I had oh, to look at my phone. Happy birthday, Chris. That's how you We're time traveling yeah, now. Yeah, it's cool. Anyway, back to what you were saying. So, <laughs> what the hell were you saying? India had one of the largest uh, labor strikes ever recorded. Almost half a billion people yeah. went, on, went on strike that in farms. Huge. And where was any coverage of that in mainstream media? Where is that on CNN or Fox or MSNBC or anything? And it it's reinforces to people like us that people that tend to think like this, which is not to say that we are right or wrong, but it's just that this mainstream media is fucking 
garbage. Garbage. Corporate garbage, not just regular garbage. That is one of my, yeah, and then this is, again, oh. this is another, we're going to have a whole, probably, the, yeah. the, the media conversation will probably be a multi-part episode, because that, to me, as, as much as I talk shit about the government, and I talk a lot of shit about our government, I, I almost feel like it's the bigger problem it has become the in, corporate media. It pales in like, comparison. <laughs> when you get a text message from Matt, and it's all in caps, and it's six pages long, <laughs> and it's railing about mainstream media, and fuck mainstream media, and all this other shit, and it just goes and goes and goes, and then, like, literally, you know he's not taking a breath, because there's no yeah. punctuation to be found. And to, and to be fair, like, you know, like, to, to your point about capitalism, like, you know, like, for the most part, I, 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 I'm for capitalism. I understand it has its flaws, but generally speaking, I'm for capitalism. So, I, I at the same, as much as I hate the mainstream media I also don't begrudge them because the, what mainstream media has become is because of capitalism because they're selling advertising right they're, 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 and they're writing stories that people want to fucking click on so I understand that like this is how we make money we, we tell stories about fear and bad news those get much more clicks and views than good news stories so like that's how they craft their business I get it so as much as I hate them I also just equally hate everybody that just you know, oh, uh, well, it was, it, it must be fact. Like, it must be fact. Like, it's like, you can't, like, like, did you take an English class when you were a kid? Like, like, when you were, like, I was a journalism major. There are certain adjectives and, like, descriptors that just don't belong in the world of journalism unless you're writing an op-ed piece. I mean, you read most corporate media stuff today, everything reads like an op-ed piece. Like, I just need facts. I don't need fact with your fucking opinion. <laughs> well, and that's why when you look at, and I, we should have stats and stuff to back this up. But when you we get the at, real episode, what, yeah, what, is, yeah. what is the most reliable source of information? It tends to be the one A, one B is BBC yep. and NPR. I listen to NPR every single day, Me which too. tells you a lot about how cool I am. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. As if, as if your your Kirkland brand brawny shirt didn't do that for me. But it, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't have this. This fun, poignant, articulate uh, Don Lemon type character, or this boisterous, swaggery uh, Sean Hannity type yeah. figure, it doesn't have that. You know, it, it has uh, Lachmi Singh giving like <laughs> the Dude. the basics of what the news is. Yeah, all you need, all you yeah. need to think about is like remember like when we were growing up. Like I'm I'm 35. You're what 38. 38. 38. Also 35. 35. Oh, really? Okay. Well, shit. Okay. Um, so yeah, close. I forget you were saying. Hey, bud. Cheers. Cheers to being look, younger than Chris. Look, yeah. look um, at your watch with the wrong date. Like, <laughs> you date, date straight. Citizen watch, by the way. Let's <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, so ego ego drive. I thought we were doing capitalism. That's right. This is iPhone says it's the night. The ghost of Steve Jobs fucking in his phone right <laughs> now. Uh, but, like, you, you guys are all, so we're all roughly the same age. Like, when we were growing up, when we were 10, 12, 13 years old, like, if, if somebody was like, oh, I was watching the news last night, you're like, fucking nerd? Like, yeah. why are you watching the news? Watch it's so the, fucking the Simpsons lame. Are on. What are you doing? Yeah, like, it's so, yeah, I was watching the Simpsons, I was watching MTV, and be like, you fucking nerd? Like, but now, God. people, like, like, I know, I know people that they, they watch the news, like, all day long. Like, whether it's CNN or Fox or NBC, the 24 hour, it's it just like, I'm like, how can you, and like the world that we live in with like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, there's so much good scripted, like why are you wasting your time watching well, the news? But, but you're getting into opinion. Exactly. That's, that's entirely opinion. And, you know, my, my parents 
don't really sit down and watch the news. They'll they'll glance at the headlines. Really? They'll catch stuff. Yeah. That's impressive. Incredible for boomers. I was going to say, that's impressive <laughs> for boomers. <laughs> right? Yeah, whatever's going to happen is going to happen on its Yeah, own. bro, because my dad is like plugged in to Fox News. <laughs> my dad news. sits outside and smokes a cigar and does. Dude, same thing with my dad. Dude, I, I was actually blown away because my father is like, he's not like a crazy MAGA, but he did vote for Trump or whatever. Like he's, okay. he's a little bit more centrist. Um, but he, when I saw him in March, I walked into, I walked into his house, and he was watching ABC News. And I, I the first time I was like, "Are you okay?" Like, because I've never seen him not watch Fox News. <laughs> so, we, as you established, we're all men in our mid to late thirties. We're also all white men who grew up and have exclusively lived in New Jersey. Uh, I was born in Florida. I lived in Pennsylvania for about eight oh, years, gosh, but close I'm, enough. I'm sorry, yeah, sorry about that's that. A, sorry, that's a shitty Sorry about the driving. Sorry about the driving on both. Oh, ways. you moved to like one of the worst, grossest states to a big rectangle. Oh, that's great. <laughs> um, I know Pennsylvania but, was rough. Oh, so, I'm sorry. So the first thing I do when, which, and we'll just get right back to the main topic of today's podcast. Yeah, buddy. Is when looking at these liberal and conservative views, I start from the idea of I am this age. I lived in this place in the United States at this period of time. So, you know, I could say, yeah, you know, I never grew up watching news because it was corny. If I was 50 years older or 20 years younger, I might feel very different. So, but that idea of, of stopping and reexamining yourself is what I, I think a lot of people that label themselves, you know, a diehard right-wing conservative or this uh, fruity loopy uh Left leftist, you know, I, I want to abolish all government and live on a commune. It's Rudy Loopy. The first thing you have to do uh, is, the greatest. is stop. That's going on a t-shirt. Coming, coming on. That's going on a t-shirt. Yeah, we're going to get sued 12 different ways. That's two cans of laser. <laughs> but, but to re-examine the self is, is what I think a lot of people in politics and who strictly ascribe to politics and make watching the news, digesting the news, getting involved in politics, make it their entire life. And I'm not talking about the Sean King types who are legitimate, real journalists yep. that are advocating for change. There's not a lot of them left. Yeah, yeah, and making it their life's work to make actual, real, systemic change. I'm talking about people like Sean Hannity. Yeah, and it's funny because I, I was saying to you, I was saying this to you guys before. Um, you know, we uh, I put the extra beers in the refrigerator. There. I was actually just going to yep. try to really stealth like walk nope. away. Nope, man. He didn't vortex himself. This I, time. Yeah, he didn't vortex it. I, 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 Grab, I just... You might as well grab all yeah, three yeah, of them. Um, I was saying to, to, to you guys this before. It's like it's one of my one of my biggest regrets slash happy moments in my entire life was because I was a journalism major in, in college, right? Like I wanted to be oh, a journalist. Yeah, I wanted to be a journalist. I was very fascinated with the whole thing. Um, but coming out of college, obviously, that's need a job to a different path. One of my biggest regrets slash happy moments is that I'm I'm both happy and sad that I did not pursue that course. I'm happy about it because I would have absolutely zero patience for working for like an NBC or a Fox and having to deal with the bullshit slant they force upon their journalists, quote unquote journalists. But at the same time, um, I'm happy that I did not pursue it. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sad that I did not pursue it because I would love to be known as like an actual journalist. Because, like you said, Corey, there there are just, there are simply not a lot of true journalists left in this world. Everything has a slant. Everything has an opinion. Nobody is re- not enough people are really just truly, at least in this country, are really truly reporting like facts and doing real research based journalism. But that same, but that same sentiment said in 2021 you could say that in 1993 mm-hmm. during the oj trial you could mm-hmm. say it in 1970s 
You could say that in the 60s during the Civil Rights Movement. You can go as far back as you want, and that same sentiment echoes over and over. And it comes back to our main point, which Chris had stated earlier. The, the idea that human beings are built to just constantly challenge each other and constantly not get along. I'm sorry, I put it on the velvet thing because I thought it was soft. I'm and sorry, windy. I got interrupt. Like I got it. I got interrupt. There's so, like a hundred cup holders in this table. I don't care how <laughs> succinct he's being right now, but he put. we have a velvet poker table here with 10,000 cup holders. And literally when we got here, We still have Christian, a lot of time to be now, not I, the listen, worst we got podcast. Four, we got 33 <laughs> minutes. I could freaking rail on this all day. There's two cup holders in front of him. He put it on the velvet like thing with all the wires connected to it. I silently, when you were talking, <laughs> pointed to his bottle and pointed at the cup holder, and then he put it back on the velvet because he said it was less loud. See, that's why this podcast is going to be great, because the three of us are very close friends. And, and also don't like each other. We just hate <laughs> each, each other, other constantly. We're going to bring us back to politics. We're going we're gonna to talk about you know, listening to the opinions of others and making your own dumb choice. Yeah, but, but I mean, that's That's yeah. why it's great. That's it. <laughs> but, but so, Corey, you, you started in on an interesting point that I think we yes. should talk about. So going back to the original <laughs> thing you talked about, about the, the, how we sort of define conservatives and liberals and Democrats and Republicans in this day and age, mm-hmm. I think it's really important to note, I know, I know you have a lot of history on this, um, in that the way we define those uh, parties and positions today is nowhere near how they were defined 30, 20, even 30, 20, 20 30 years ago, especially not 40, 50 years ago. They were – Democrats and Republicans – were historically much more similar than they are today. So, I mean, and here's the disconnect, right? Watch, watch a television commercial. Watch yeah. any, so <laughs> let, let's step away from Fox News and NBC News and every, everybody for a second. Let, let's watch any commercial. Watch a commercial for Double Mint Gum. I right? haven't seen that in about 10 years. They still make it, Double Mint no, Gum? No, I don't fucking know. They still make <laughs> gum. Who drink gum? I, I, don't, so I, don't, I, I, I haven't chewed gum, gum in like 15 years. So, so, okay, you haven't yeah. chewed gum It's the one habit you don't years? have. Good. I'm glad to hear about you don't yeah, have the, one habit. What the, 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 the fuck is the point? He's, he's, he's got a jewel and a pack of cigarettes. The gum chewing habit's out the window. We lost all the gums. We lost all the gum sponsorships. Good. I'm glad. So, so putting that aside. Bubblicious is like, fuck this My Trident sponsorship out the window. Out the window. We're never going to find we're gonna find doubles of these idiots be, anyway. He's gonna be pissing off Big Trident. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, big, Trident. big Red. We're gonna be Big Red. Oh, no. <laughs> we're, go- we're going blue on the gum discussion. Uh, but any commercial, you look at him like bazooka. <laughs> bazooka. Everybody gets a bazooka. Um, so you look at any commercial, and it's like, hey, that's great, or hey, I disagree with that, or hey, you know, I like that, or hey, I never wear that. Why can't we do that in politics? How come you got to be drawn such across battle lines where it's just if you hear anything right about gun laws or education or election or this and that, you could have an opinion that contradicts where your loyalties lie as long as you're brave enough to kind of say something about it. But that's where it disconnects because it works. Yeah, it, it works. That's, that's the yeah. on, that's the only but, reason we do it this way. Yeah, but any any deviation from that would lead to discussion, at least defending yourself, which would lead to just common thought. So that's why that's why I, I mentioned it earlier, and I, and again, we'll talk about this in more detail at another time. But like for me, the idea, the concept of basing your life around a political identity right. is one of the biggest problems in this country. Because again, like I said, the way the system is set up. 
if you identify with one political party, you are expected to identify with the entirety of the platform of that political party, which in reality, you might not, but you might also feel pressured to because it's like, oh, I voted for Joe Biden, so I have to hate to guns. You know, gotta like, think this way. Exactly. Like, I mean, and, but, it, but, but nobody is out there except for the three of us telling you, hey, it's okay to vote for Joe Biden, but still like yeah, to shoot guns and believe in gun yeah, rights. It's, it's okay. To break, it's time to, to break this yeah, machine. It's okay, it's to, to, yeah, machine. It's okay mean, to vote for Republicans, but be pro-choice. You know, like, you can uh, have different opinions <laughs> that lay outside the lines, yeah. and that's really what you know. I, I think you could love guns, but disagree with this, and you could like yeah. this, but disagree with that. I mean, me and you disagree with everybody's wardrobe choices today, and we're still friends. I mean, you know, and that's that's very like low-level shit. But I mean, we could agree and disagree. <laughs> what did you call me earlier? Because I had the backwards hat. On the- <laughs> you, you, look like, you look like Kevin Smith's little brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's it's yeah. good, good that Cor- we're not in the house that like Kevin Smith built. And, 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 and Corey's, Corey, Corey's, Corey's sporting a uh, uh, like a very worn red checkered. Corey's flannel. dressed like the guy on brawny paper towels. Yeah, he's the he's right. the Kirkland version of the brawny <laughs> paper towel right guy. Right. So in in, <laughs> in April, Christian, Matt, can you Matt get some pictures for us? <laughs> Matt and I have uh, Matt and I have hung out three times in April, and all three times I was wearing this shirt. <laughs> like literally all three times <laughs> you've been wearing talking this about, shirt. Talking about capitalism. I mean, <laughs> fuck bounty, you know. Yeah. It's, <laughs> the, the red, the red flannel company <laughs> is making buku bucks off a of core. Yeah, that's it. Just that <laughs> no, no, Matt. Here's the bit. It's only the one shirt. <laughs> it's only the one shirt. It's like that. Remember that? Remember that Seinfeld episode where um, like the woman had the the same sweater and Jerry was like she's probably got a closet full of them like Superman I just imagine Corey opens his closet and it's just like 12 red flannels (laughs) like a a cartoon character that just wears the same thing the same thing it's It's, a superhero outfit it's not our fault it's not our fault that you keep wearing the same shirt it's it's like you refuse to use cup holders it all comes back to the same same (laughs) thing like it's it's not our house it's not our house over here (laughs) getting back to uh Liberal versus good luck. You're out of notes. You're out of notes, fool. (laughs) This podcast is gonna be Um, great. Gonna have two listeners. So the idea of the idea of attaching yourself to a political identity restricts you, and and that's that's something that's well documented. Whether you're liberal, conservative, Democrat, Republican, whatever. I I, so I I really feel like you have to say that again. I mean, you you do this. You tried to bring the yeah. You you tried to bring the conversation back to seriousness by lowering by lowering your voice (laughs) and getting very teacher centric. You're like, okay, children. It's it's an NPR voice. I want you to say that again though, because that's a real important point. Can I do? Can I do? I want to say first of all that if you remember it, but say it again. So. You said the smartest thing I've ever heard you say. Whether, say it again. Whether you're liberal or conservative, Democrat or Republican, having your entire identity consumed by by it is incredibly restrictive. Ding! It, and that's that's something that's proven time and time again. Whether you want to go far back in our history, you want to go across the continent to another, adhering yourself to something strictly and, uh, and unwaveringly has always been the detriment of whatever society you attach yourself since 5,000 years ago when nomads finally colonized, col- colonized Egypt. These colonized? Are col- <laughs> Before the nomads colored Europe. Did we just make a new word? That's it. How much, what's the percentage um, of the Killian's Irish Red? Killian's Irish Red. Which is an American beer, by American the way. Beer. I love Killian's. So, I just so if we can start from absolutism is a detriment to society. Can we define what absolutism is? Because I'll be honest, I'm not even sure I really know. I see so, where you're going, but I want to hear you say So yeah. the idea of, of having one ideology and sticking to its in, 
every single poignant okay, fact. Got yeah, it. Dying yep. on a hill. Yeah, yeah, dying on a hill. No <laughs> got it. What. Yep. And that's, I mean, we can we can take the obvious low-hanging fruit and say that's where Trump really got his people to, to rally behind is, is whatever I say is gospel. Yeah, I mean, yep. absolutism inspires ultimate loyalty, but exactly. ultimate defiance. Yep. Like, you're, you're like it, it's literally going to be a 50-50 split no matter how you cut it. Yep. Like, you're, like, your loyalists are going to be, will die for you, but everyone will die to prevent you. And, so, and it, that, that idea that's presented in, in modern-day politics, and again, like, unilaterally in, in modern-day politics, is prevalent in two other things, cults and religion. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look at so, the numbers. Let's so look at numbers. accurate, though. It's so accurate. I mean, look, I mean so, let, let's look at numbers based on that. If you're going absolutism, and I, maybe we're making that word up, but you can only get 50 Political partying, where you invent new words. <laughs> we're just making words we're just up. just making shit up. <laughs> but that, at most, at best, you can only get 50% of the public behind you. Yeah. There's only about half of the people going to follow you down the freaking you know, mountain. You know, and but 50 but per- their, their goal is specifically to get 50% of them. Because if you have 50% buying Coke and 50% buying Pepsi and you constantly make this war about Coke and Pepsi, guess what? Coke and Pepsi will always be in business. Yep. What's Pepsi? <laughs> this 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 always oh, a Coke guy. This, com- this conversation brought to you by Coca Cola. Killian's Irish Red and Simpsons watches. Brought to you by seventy five proof Killian's Irish Red and just that one plaid shirt. <laughs> Political party is brought, to, is brought to you by Kirkland Bland Red Red Plaid shirt. That's a terrible commercial. But yeah. I, I did listen. But I did I did dig dig your thoughts on absolutism. Thanks, I, I, so I, you know, I, I feel like I can't wait till this podcast is over and we can look up if it's a word or not. It's not a word. <laughs> but, no, we we have we have pocket, we have technology. You can yeah, look we, it have, right we now. have pocket omniscience. I, I, I have pocket, my lap pocket, pocket omniscience. Oh, you guys cool. never I've never used that term with you before. What I mean, what if you got a bunch of extra pockets on like the front of your shirt, like Corey does? Uh, he has so many pockets. Here we go. Google says absolutism: the acceptance of or belief in absolute principles in political, philosophical, political. ethical, or theological matters. There you go. I took the SATs, <laughs> and I did well. Did you? No. <laughs> I was gonna say, how'd you do? Yeah. But I don't. I didn't want to go down. I definitely I took them. No, yeah. but that, but that's but that's. I mean, that's an, an excellent point because, like, you really do like in in this day that we're living in. You, I, I, I'll be honest. I had never heard the term absolutism before, but like it really puts a lot into perspective for me because, like, that's how I like when I talk to people, I, I have a new. I'm like, okay, so you're just kind of an absolutist right do you, now. Like, do you follow, do you follow basketball? Oh, uh, no, play, not play, play in the space. Not me. since the '90s. Go, let's dribble. Okay. So I'm a Celtics fan. I've gone. Why? To, just we're playing again. Okay. So I'm a Celtics fan. Why? When you. <laughs> <laughs> when you go, when you go to the garden in Boston, <laughs> and everyone's wearing Kelly green, yeah, and everyone's rooting for the Celtics, and it's some random Wednesday night, and everybody's got a couple of beers. You don't have to be a Celtics fan to suddenly be like, "Fuck yeah, the Celtics are the best team of all time," and everything. And that feeling, especially when you see people on extremes of either side, that feeling is what people chase. Yeah, that feeling of inclusion. That feeling of being a part of something bigger than themselves. That feeling of being definitively right. Like you were rooting from the Patriots since 1999, and you could have predicted this whole thing <laughs> and all that shit. That's what people want. That's why frontrunners emerge in sports. That's why people back certain political parties and everything. It's for that feeling. And, and for the common man, it's the idea of chasing that feeling and feeling like you are part of the cool crowd. 
and and when they prey on that Midwest region, that white men who have just run the world for twelve hundred years, you're preying on that like, and they're going to take that away. Yep. They're going to take that away from you. Yep. And it's again, it's a game. It's a game yeah. that they're really good at. And, that, and that's a good point too, because it, it, it comes down to like you know we, we were saying before, it's like everybody wants to be right. Everybody wants to be on like the the right the right side of history or, or like whatever. But people's perceptions of that are completely different. But then you you hit on another point there. I think that in, inherently there's you know if you are to split the population into two different things, you know, you could say that a portion of the population is accepting of change and another portion of the population is adverse to it and like and i see that i mean like i mean i know i know you're you're a teacher and whatnot but like me like i've worked in corporate america my entire life and there's one thing that i've been like acutely aware of as it relates to corporate america is that most people in corporate america are either accepting of change or not willing to do it. And I'm not, I'm not even talking about like political styles. I'm just talking about like, you know, hey, here's how we do this process today. Yeah. yeah, like let's do this process this way. It might, you know, cost a little bit more money up front, but in the long run, like people are so short-sighted with that and they, they don't want to change what they know because right. this is how we've done it. And it's like, well, yeah, but this is how you've done it. It's like, it's like when people like, you know, you, you can look at any big invention over the course of human history. Like when the car was first invented, you know that there were the horses and buggy people out there going like, oh well, the cars are gonna do it was, hard, the court. The cars are gonna rape your daughter, so go with the horses so, and buggies. You so know, like when when the when the automobile was first introduced in New York, when there was cobblestone streets, the big slander against it was it's so loud. Yeah, it's right. So exactly. Loud. Listen to how loud it is now. Could you? And obviously, a hundred years later, hundred plus years later, the idea of that is is so far fetched, but it's slander. Yeah. And it's it's that time period slander. Yep. But to your point about corporate America, so uh, the majority of us kind of worked from from home uh, in uh -huh. corporate America the last year uh, throughout the pandemic. Yeah. And something that that has really been taught to a lot of middle managers and upper managers is the idea that we can be just as effective working from home as we can. Oh my God! Like I've working. Been working in-house now yep. not to not say my that, profession no, no probably not for teachers yeah, yeah, we'll, a we'll little bit different that. as a teacher we'll yeah. I, I, I want them to finish the corporate shit and then we'll, and then we'll get back but to it's, it it's you had such a, a large swath that yeah. was not only so comfortable doing it but was so fearful of doing the opposite of something and that's something that's just reflective of, of American ideology as a whole yeah it's just just this Unacceptance to change. Yeah, in the world. bro. I, I I've had so many conversations about this because the, the the company that I worked at before where I'm at right now was a, a Fortune 100 financial services company in downtown Manhattan, and it was a great job. Absolutely, I was there for six years. Absolutely loved it. But there were so many people. Like the company as a whole would preach, you know, change and work life flexibility and yeah. balance and all that shit. But there were still big time leaders in the company that were like, you know, I'm sorry, yeah, they, were, they were boomers, you know, and they were like, they believe that I'm in at 7 a.m. every day and I'm staying till 7 o'clock every night. And when you really sit there and look at it, you're like, why? And when you really get involved, like it's easy, it's easy to look from the outside in and just say these people work too hard and they're crazy. But when you actually really look at it, when you work in it, you find out that it's a time management thing, right? Mm. Like, like corporate America loves to have meetings about meetings about other meetings, oh, yeah. and it's like, and and I used to guy, I used to get in trouble for it a lot in my last job because I would get these meetings scheduled, and I'm like. 
why do I have to go to this meeting? Like, what is the fucking point of versus, going? There's like ten getting, other like actual pieces of work I could be doing. Going to this meeting yeah. does not serve a purpose. Versus an email, right? And exactly. That, that whole that whole methodology behind uh, why did we have this half hour meeting? It could it could have been an email. Yeah. The idea is because I want to look you in the eye and I want to know that you heard what I said. Yeah. And it's so you don't have the confidence in me to read a two paragraph. And that's email. the thing too. That's exactly what it comes down to. It's like if you don't have the yeah, faith, like why'd you hire me in the first place? I'm then? gonna like, fight you two to the death on this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Finish your finish your stupid. No, I'm done. Dog. I'm done. Yeah, go, finish, go, finish go, 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 go. Finish your dumb yeah, baby. See, know, the, this te- is... the teachers get away with that. <laughs> oh, please, please, oh, baby, please keep teachers. preaching how teachers are freaking entitled and everything so else. Like that. I've always wanted to see you assassinated. Yeah, so what, do you, what, what do you work for? Six months out of the year? <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, yeah, that's exactly what I do. So I'm a teacher 17 years. I've been teaching 17 years. You know, I teach, you know, inner city stuff. We won't get into districts and everything like that. But one thing that's come out of this, and one thing that I've seen over 17 years, is that kids want to know why they ask why they want to know why you know and people call it brazen people call it entitled and people call it defiant but they want to know why they want to know why they got to ask permission to go to the bathroom why you know you don't ask why i gotta ask they want to know why that you know they can't go out for lunch they want to know why and that's exactly what we need we need that with restraint they have to be taught some semblance of restraint everything cannot be why but it should resemble it you know, and there should be total transparency on stuff like that. But when we get down to teaching just in general, we're talking about corporate, we're talking about this and that. You know, my teaching day, my job is to teach children to think like that, to make them individuals. And, you know, I'm you know blessed in everything else that people, parents, districts trust me with their children to do such that. But when you interrupt my fucking day with a meeting to talk, talk to me numbers or corporate governmental testing, I want to kill. <laughs> everybody like you know you're trying to make you know your task to me is to make your kid into a person and i've never been confronted with a statistical test that will do that yep. but i see these emails and these meetings as an interruption of the job that you're trying to have me do yep. so right. you by your very definitions in corporate everything are stopping me from doing my job and then compound it and I think that's such a good point you make about the under wanting to understand the why because that for me is one of the biggest problems as we look at things where it's like – so me, like I, I, I will – again, one of the hills that I will die on is that I got a better education in high school than I did in college. College taught me about like you know how to live on my own and all that shit. Whatever. In terms of the classes that I took – it's a bunch of fucking bullshit. But in high school, I went to CBA, local like school, whatever, and say what you make all your fucking CBA jokes. Like, we will. I, had, I had a lot like, of jokes like that. Yeah, we make all your fucking we, CBA jokes. I had some jokes. private school jokes. <laughs> yeah, no problem. But <laughs> listen, the one thing that CBA taught me in almost every single class what that is, I had. What does CBA stand for? for Christian those? Brothers Academy. Yeah, okay. The one That's thing a that CBA, school, right? yeah, it's a private school. Okay. The one thing that CBA taught me above all else was critical thinking it was to question everything and to ask questions do your own research draw your own conclusions yeah the christians are known for that yeah, right of course they are <laughs> well oh that, you know it's funny that you said that because that was one of the most fascinating things for me because like when i going into cba to, to, not to divert going into cba it was, it was a catholic school run by the christian brothers i expected it to be like you know heavy-handed god shit and all this crap but i just like whatever i do not care about it and like yeah like they made you go to mass with a bunch of stuff like the actual classes that they you taught you yeah. Dude, like, yeah. 
Like, the actual go. classes that they taught you, like, even my theology classes, like, when we'd be studying from the Bible, like, my teacher would be like, yeah, this is all bullshit, like, but we're just teaching it from, like, a, you know, reli- theological perspective. But, but no, but, like, you know, you know, Jesus was not white. Like, you know, okay, like, obviously, okay. So it taught me, like, it's critical thinking. It's a bold stance about a guy in the Middle East? Yeah. yeah. Dude, <laughs> is that what, you, is that what dude, we're talking about? You know the Christians are going to cancel us first, those born-agains, man. No. Um, so, like, I just, I'll like... take a restraining order from the papacy. <laughs> Get a letter from Rome. So, so <laughs> for me, it's, like, that, that asking the why is one of the most important things that needs to happen, especially in today's society... That just is not happening, and 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 I see this particular. Oh, that's not true. I, I see it. I see it on both sides. I see it on both yeah. the liberal and the conservative side, and it just ties all back into what we were talking about. Everybody wants to believe that they are right, and 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 their version of the truth. They, in their minds, they've already asked all of the questions and they've come to the right. truth. But the reality is, when you look at it objectively, mm. no, you've only asked the questions that have been presented to you. You or, have not thought outside. Yeah. Or the questions that are directly applicable to you. Exactly. Which is why. Exactly. Or start- your agenda. It, Everybody yeah. has an agenda. But when I, my point here is a kid doesn't. A kid, when we go from, let's just say, high school age down yep genuinely wants to know yeah. and we miss way too many opportunities to instill them with that before you're committed to one side or the other side and have people to answer to or owe favors for or anything else like that because somebody helped you get somewhere so that's the line of thinking that we have to target and we have to figure out why our politicians are doing are not doing that instead of lining up with things that we know to be illogical oh. when they should be not you know, yeah, we listen. have so many answers for that question. Got so many. Listen, okay, homelessness. Should everybody have a home? Probably. You know, hunger. Should everybody have some food? Probably. So why the fuck don't they? Yep. Why the fuck don't they? Because yep. there's money to be made in the problem. It's why it's why uh, pharmaceutical companies they they treat the disease. They don't cure the disease. They they make it easier for you because your your money. You represent a certain set of, of dollars and figures. Oh yeah, to, I'd to be companies. worth more money if I had somewhere to live dude, and something to eat. Dude, not, people, not to them. No, well, dude, people, people them. always talk about big this and big that and big that. Big cancer, that's a thing. Huge. Oh yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, a that's a real sure. fucking thing. Oh, that's why like, we don't have a cure for cancer yeah. because all the treatments <laughs> cost million, billions and billions and billions of dollars. Dude, it's like insane. It's insane. I mean, that's you know that's that'll, that'll be a great episode too. Well, the fuck God, healthcare, the conversation. Oh, God, that's gonna be a great conversation. I work in I work in employee benefits, man. So I got fucking God. opinions. Pharmaceuticals paid for my house. <laughs> <laughs> I got opinions, we, we baby. Have, we have I that in a beautiful in a beautiful cross stitch like about pharmaceuticals paid for this house. Oh my God. Oh man. But it, but it's this it's this idea that and again we keep coming back to the same the same point but this idea that everyone wants to feel like they're right so when you talk about a, a child who's legitimately inquiring about something and everything it would be so easy to dismiss a seventh grader as a ball buster as just some stickler kid and everything I, I'm sure in your 17 years you you've encountered plenty of those kids but you've also encountered plenty of kids that legitimately need to know so. When you look at something from a conservative versus a liberal versus a progressive versus versus a more authoritarian look at something, it's well, how do we approach this? Do we treat every single every single time a kid asks a a pain in the ass why question? Do we treat that as an individual, or do we just have a natural reaction to something? You, at 17 years of doing anything, are going to just get good at it. Yep. 
and you you can probably pick out substantially better than Matt and I could ever when a kid is busting your balls and when a kid is legitimately wants to learn. Yeah, a lot a lot of that has to do with the people in this room. Yeah, a lot a lot has you know because <laughs> like, uh, we because we don't bust your nah, balls. No, that's it. See, right there, I can tell that's that he's busting my balls. See, and no, I can tell that he's not. No matter what he says next, is not. There's not. So I, I was gonna say it almost sounded like he was giving you a compliment. It's there, not true though. I, I totally yeah. understand. I'm suspect. <laughs> the truth is known the difference. That's yeah, all. I'm suspect. It's like when the government says they're gonna lower taxes. I'm that's suspect. <laughs> so, so coming back to our original point, twice, twice. <laughs> Sorry, you guys went on the fucking rant. Um, you have to treat situations. You have to treat problems. You have to treat these intrusions. You have to treat them all uniquely. Because if you look at anything from a progressive standpoint, from a liberal standpoint, from a conservative standpoint, you're going to fail because you've initially prejudged and you have an initial prejudice going into these situations. I mean, half of this is common sense. You have to think for yourself. You have to think for yourself. I think we I, started this podcast by saying a liberal would say this is common sense and a conservative and that's, would say this is dude, common sense. That is and that's so it. perfect. And what is, what is see, when we started this podcast by saying, did we start yet? <laughs> and, and then we, but, then we said we, things about the liberal and conservative. But we, we feel, and again, yes. we are three white men that live in New Jersey. We feel like this is common sense. We feel like this is something that's so basic. And the idea of not initially reacting to these things is so alien and so foreign to us that it's frustrating. And the problem with that is we are not taking the time to look at this like someone who lives in fucking Bozeman, Montana, or someone that comes from a restrictive culture like they live. They oh, but we're gonna. That's that's gonna be. We are. That's yeah, what we're that, here for. The, the rest of the country whoa, whoa, whoa. is not. The we, as in like the we, royal we. <laughs> no, but that's the point of this podcast, I think. And and, and, and I'm so glad that we got here organically because that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna pick up. You know, the point of what we do from now on is pick topics every week, and we're gonna Tell go them. and look at tease them, Campbell. You know, tease, Get it. Yeah. Tease him. Tease him. Because we're at the top of the hour. Tease yeah, him, baby. I, I, I can see the countdown right, right, next, right over the shoulder. Next time on Political so, Podcast, or Political, political Party. got the name of the show wrong. Good. <laughs> um, you know, we're going to look at these things from certain perspectives. We're going to look at it and do the research of a farmer in Idaho or, a, you know, or, 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 or a leftist or a rightist from, you know, Alaska or wherever the hell we're, you know, we're going to do the research. Rightist? Yeah. No, leftist or whatever. Okay. No, the, other, the, the leftist or the other side. Mister. I, listen, don't try to cover up your inadequacies of getting the show wrong to freaking come out because I know the left and the right. So, so the last couple things that I did not <laughs> espouse from my uh, there's more on the Google my, Doc. My, there's no notes. more in that Google. He's there's got one a, quote. Left. I got two quotes. No, shut up. Um, so there's an Edmund Burke post French Revolution quote. That there's says, no way you could pull this out organically. That says the restraint. Talking about the left, let's talk about the French Revolution. Well, yeah, I can't pull it out organically when you're antagonizing me. <laughs> <laughs> the restraint on men as well as on their rights, are to be reckoned with, which is Edmund Burke. And then the, the second quote I have is... Uh, also French. No, it's actually from Sen <laughs> uh, Sang. It's, it's Chinese. Oh, yeah, it's the same thing as French. Uh, if, you Close want, enough. if you want the truth to stand clear um, before you, never be for or against. The struggle between for and against is the mind's worst enemy. So it's this idea that instead of trying to figure out if you're in favor of something or you're against something, try to figure out in the moment if this is beneficial, if it's not beneficial. How will this choice affect people and everything? Going back to your example with the, a kid asking why, we, why he has to ask permission to use the bathroom. You have to ask permission because you're interrupting a lecture. 
you are never going to be denied if you have to go to the bathroom. Suck it, kid. That's if it. you go to the bathroom six or seven times a class, we're going to look into it. If you have a legitimate medical excuse. That kid is definitely snorting coke in the, uh, bathroom. in the bathroom. You know, there's, there's <laughs> nothing but why precludes why. If you ask why, I'm going to ask why you're asking why. And whereas you're entitled to that information, I'm also entitled to ask you why. And that's where when we, when we eventually talk about uh, cancel cult- culture, that oh, idea of canceling that, people is so fucking stupid. And it's, it's archaic and, and almost like a weird fucked up idea. But it's this idea that you, you, you're canceling something because you don't like it. No. I mean, he if just, I, he just I, changed I, color. Like, so I, it just reminded me of that, of Mrs. White from Clue. It's start, like flames. He's starting he start to get red. He's starting to get red, baby. The mention of cancel culture has changed the so, color so of Corey's you, face. So if you, if I find out that Matt is a fucking pedophile, I don't want to be friends with Matt. It's got nothing to do with I'm canceling yeah. Matt. Not a pedophile, by the way. <laughs> Just to clarify. It will already be non-pedophile. Has but not like, been proven. <laughs> Matt has never been proven to be a pedophile. But if I find out that he is, I don't want to be friends with him. That's, I know I'm giving the most like gratuitous example, but like that's what it is. Right, I don't want to. I don't want to like Michael Vick because he fucking beat up dogs. Right, and just because you don't want to do doesn't mean that you should force other people exactly. to also not want to. Yeah, Let exactly. them make their own fucking decisions. That's no, right. but I can encourage people by presenting them facts. Exactly, facts are fine. Which is what we're gonna do. Uh, yeah. This is gonna be great, oh. guys. This was awesome. I, so this is going to be a great fucking podcast. Jesus. I am very if you, excited. If you stomach through, through that last <laughs> If you got this far, then you're with us for the, for the long yeah, haul. Yeah, you're, you're, you're with us for the long haul, baby. So just to, just to recap, we talked some shit today. It was a lot of fun. Um, we are going to be, like I said, talking about each episode covering – very specific topics, and, like, there will be certain overlays, obviously, depending on the topic. You know, we talked a lot about, like, you know, drug legalization, education, economics, just the, the system, the two-party system in general, the absence of third parties. We're going to be covering all of this stuff over our future episodes. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of drinking oh, <laughs> and a lot of inside jokes, which we'll let you guys in on we'll the inside you, joke we'll give you back so you can laugh with us. But, um, again... I had a lot of fun today. This was amazing. Thank you, Christian, for uh, for being here with us. Thank as you, always, Christian. I forgot to mention at the beginning, we are at a shared universe, as Ooh. we always are for all the podcasts on the Review Podcast Network. Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. From Political Partying, I am Matt. I'm Campbell. I'm Corey. See you guys next time. And maybe Corey will be wearing a different shirt.